0: Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and I'm here today with Betsy. Hey, um, Ryan left us. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Bye, Ryan.
0: Bye. Um, <laughs> we have quite a few things happening here today. So many, Mm -hmm. I mean, we had a great conversation before we started recording. of just like all the things that stuck out to us. So Betsy, let's start off with the very beginning of our reading. What's stuck out to you there?
1: Okay. So right off the bat, um, the part where Luke 18, nine through 14 is just talking about, um, you know, the sinner and the Pharisee and, I I guess something that really stuck out to me was just like that humbleness coming into God's presence mm. um with that humility. It's not about what we know or what position we hold or anything like that. Like ultimately is we are all sinners no yeah. matter what. And when we come like that into God's presence, it's like, yeah, there is like forgiveness and, and he's ready to, to, just like, I don't know, like, just forgive us and, and be there to help us through this process of whatever we're going through or whatever we're talking about to God about, you know? Yeah.
0: And there's this, yeah. like, this beginning um, that the tax collector, this beginning mm-hmm. of his prayer is, like, something that um, I've, like, learned of about just like this is how you can pray just beginning Mm -hmm. a prayer with oh god please have mercy on me because i'm a sinner and like then going into like the rest of your prayer Mm -hmm. um because it automatically is just like i don't actually deserve anything that you've given me um but here i am in your presence able to request things because of christ and his blood and what he's done on the cross and um yeah it's a it's a gift to be able to enter god's presence despite the fact that we are not at all worthy
1: that's so good um, mm-hmm. but
0: yeah um and then we kind of move into oh there's a lot of repeat things in here mm-hmm. but uh jesus teaches a little bit on divorce mm-hmm. um and, and you had some great yeah in marriage you mm-hmm. have some great thoughts on that so you want to share what you what's it got to you there
1: yeah um when i was reading that verse about uh let no one split apart um we know that the enemy is a liar and that's mm-hmm. what he wants to do in marriages and all of that but there are you know situations that happen and um this is a really hard season and walk mm-hmm. uh to go through, you know. Yeah. Um there's a healing aspect which I love. Um I heard our pastor uh Brad just talk yesterday and something that he did that he said that really jumped out at me and moved me was God is for us. You know, the people that are married or maybe struggling and thinking about hard things like this. Um You know, God is for you and and he wants to either heal you if you've been through the process. He wants to, um, you know, be there for you if if there are struggles with the marriage right now. Like he wants to be there to heal whatever that is. So, yeah, it's just, you know, I'm glad that, you know, God gives us the strength to walk with people and that we offer things to be with people where they're at you know yeah because it's hard and and seeking out like help and whatever wherever wherever you're at with all of this um divorce or marriage whatever it's just something that god cares about right you know? and that ultimately
0: like yeah god what god's concerned about is your heart and yeah, your posture towards him
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and from that posture towards him comes like a good a posture towards your spouse that's honoring too yeah like as we're As we are honoring God with our lives, um, Mm -hmm. we automatically start honoring other people. That's right. Um, Yeah, but yeah. Um, And then, so Jesus blesses the children. He like lets the children come to him. I love this so much because (laughs) you can talk about kids all day. (laughs) Kids all day. (laughs) But even though it's like this, this tiny little part in almost, I guess John doesn't have it, but Mm -hmm. the rest of the Gospels have this like tiny little part that's just like. Parents bringing their kids to Jesus to bless them. The disciples are like, no, 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 like don't bother him Mm -hmm. with your kids. (laughs) But she's like, no, like bring them to me. And he teaches them about what it's like to have faith like a child. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love it because we've talked about before on the podcast of just how back then um, in this time, children would have been like very, very low on the totem pole, not very much value um, because they couldn't contribute. And like, it's Mm -hmm. just, they just weren't valuable. Uh, Women and children are invaluable, (laughs) but Jesus again, like, and like just kind of turns things around because we Mm -hmm. know how much value Jesus places on women, all these women that followed him and Mm -hmm. he healed them and he talked to them. And, um, now we see how Jesus places so much value on children too. And just like how they believe and. um,
1: yeah, I just, I love it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's almost like you can get so many stories or so many um, things out of such a small story, yeah. you know? Because he was teaching the disciples, don't forget about the little ones, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. you guys are men of power, but don't forget about the little ones. Right, it, there's exactly. an, a high importance there, you know?
0: Yeah. And a lot of these disciples probably would have been fathers too. Like, they had families. And, yeah. Um, yeah, they just, they, probably learn from Jesus. Oh, what is it like Mm -hmm. to actually like look at another human being, Mm -hmm. what, whether society says they're valuable or not.
1: Yes. And like put value on them. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how um, sometimes like, I know I, I admire people that actually pour into kids and, and really take them under their wing And just, um, you know, it's almost like the flip, like not ignore them, but actually speak into their lives from an early age and encourage them Mm -hmm. so that in the future they can be good citizens, good people of Christ, good kingdom minded kids, you know, things like that. So, oh, my goodness, I admire
0: our we talk about all the time how much we admire our kids and like Mm -hmm. student ministry here at Worship Center, because we just we have so much confidence in the people who are running it and how they like are just desperate to see our kids turn into disciples and we're, yeah. they're partnering with us as parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so great to like send my kids to kids ministry and know that like the people that are teaching them are teaching them the same things that I'm teaching them. And mm-hmm. we're like working together to make sure that they grow up to know and love Jesus. That's so. Good. Um, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And just, and it goes all the way through to like student ministry, high school and young adults. Like um, mm-hmm. it's like they're, they, not forgotten. Cause I think that kids ministry is a thing that happens all the time everywhere, but like knowing how important it is, it's not mm-hmm. just another thing. It's not childcare. Yeah. It's actually mm-hmm. doing ministry
1: and like raising up kids in the way that they should go. That's but, so good. Yeah. I know. I love the, um, the part of the story too is like, you know, cause you're talking about you bring your kids, you, you teach them at home, but you bring them mm-hmm. and you part, they partner with you and all of that. I love how, um, these, like parents, you know, the moms and stuff, like they were bringing the kids to Jesus. Yeah. So it's something that they were probably already experiencing. They're like, man, this is something good. Yeah. You know, so let me bring my children to. So they wanted their kids to experience the same thing. Yeah. And I, I, I love that about, you know, parenting and stuff. We have that choice. Proverbs 22, six actually talks, train a child in the way that he should go. Mm-hmm. And when he's older, he won't depart from it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a perfect example of that is bring them to Jesus. Yeah. Bring them, you know? Yeah. It's and make like, a world of a difference. <laughs> right. And
0: what does that look like? Like we we have the same opportunity these parents did to actually like yeah. bring our kids in prayer to Jesus and say, Lord, yeah. please bless them, like watch yeah. over them. Um, help me to raise them with wisdom and grace, um, and discipline so that they know who you are. And so we we are also able to bring our kids to Jesus just in a different way. Um but I love that. I love yeah. thinking about how like like bringing my kids to the feet of Jesus through prayer and just saying, "Lord, they're yours." I just want to raise them in the way that you want me to. Yeah, but so good. I know oh. so many stories. I know <laughs>
1: with just that little one about the children. So I good. think yeah, it's awesome.
0: Um, and then the last thing that kind of stuck out to me was mm-hmm. we have this story of the rich young ruler, um, mm-hmm. and I kind of noticed just as we were reading it over and over again because it is repeated a couple of <laughs> times um, that the rich young ruler like walked away sad and disappointed. And the the disciples also were kind of like sad and disappointed because Mm -hmm. they were like, like, how is it possible for anyone to be saved then?
1: Yeah. Um, and it actually says then who in the world can be saved? I love it. I know. (laughs) So dramatic. Yeah, 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 exactly.
0: (laughs) um but and jesus says like it's it's not possible like but with god it is mm-hmm. um and i just think about how it's very convicting for me to read this story because yeah. um jesus's response is like okay if you've obeyed everything mm-hmm. there's still this one part of your heart that isn't submitted to me and that's yeah. the part where it's like you have a lot of possessions yeah. and that's where you're putting your trust and your faith in and i think about that of just like i I know what it's like to feel financially insecure. Mm -hmm. And I know what it's like to feel financially secure. Mm -hmm. um, And I know for a fact that when I felt financially insecure, I am much more reliant on God. Mm -hmm. And um, my faith is much stronger in Him. And I'm just, yeah, I, I... I just know what my heart is like in those moments, even though it doesn't feel good. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of scary. I still am just like, okay, God, like this. It's all up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I mean financially and financially secure i definitely i i know i can put my faith in those things instead of in god
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i love that too i love that um it's not bad to have the riches i don't think it's like well he said a rich man is impossible i think it's like the posture of the heart because there are really godly people that you know that have and then but their heart is so like you know like humble in, in the mm-hmm. presence of God. Um, but I guess when in this story, like I noticed that it was almost like a checklist. Okay, I did all the commandments. Check, 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 yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, uh, so now I'm asking you for a hard thing. What are you going to do about that? Yeah. You know? So God sometimes does, like he, he wants those hard things and he wants us to give it to him yeah. in a way that we're just fully trusting in him and not trusting in us. And I think that's where he wants us to get to. Yes. You know, it's that posture of the heart that, you know, what, like, yes, you have done all these things, but hey, what about this little thing? Yeah. Where's your heart on that, right. you know? Um, yeah. so sometimes we're asked for really hard things, and um, one of the other things too is the kind of kingdom minded, yeah. you know, we have to stay kingdom minded. It's like our posture, like, what's where's our heart in all of this mm-hmm. money. No money, like what right. what's going on here? Right. You know?
0: Um, because yeah, it's possible to be a slave to money and not have money. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's possible to just that's all you want mm-hmm. and that's what you're working towards. Um and I also don't think it's a coincidence that Jesus looked at this man with genuine love, it says, and yeah. then asked him for a hard thing. Because yeah. I think the genuine love comes from actually. This is what's gonna save you is like submitting everything to me. Yeah. Um. So, oh, it's hard to I read. Know. <laughs> I was
1: about to say it's so hard. It's so hard, but
0: like it's so oh, it's man. it's. I love that they included that detail. Whoever, whichever gospel that was, it's just yeah. like he looked at him with genuine love, and he was like, "Now yeah. go sell all your possessions and come and follow me." Yeah. And it's like because that's it wouldn't be loving of Jesus to be like, "Yep, you're good." You. You did the checklist. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's loving of Jesus is to say, this is the truth. Like, you need to submit everything. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, put it at the feet of Jesus. I know. <laughs> our kids, our money. Everything. <laughs> just hand it all over.
1: <laughs> and don't be oh, sad about it because it'll take care of you. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. <sighs> uh, guys, thank you so much for listening today to God's whole story. And we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Luke 18, beginning in verse 9. Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went into the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people, cheaters, sinners, and adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, O God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Mark 10.1 Then Jesus left Capernaum and went down to the region of Judea and into the area east of the Jordan River. Once again, crowds gathered around him, and as usual, he was teaching them. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife? Jesus answered them with a question. What did Moses say in the law about divorce? Well, he permitted it, they replied. He said a man can give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away. But Jesus responded. He wrote this commandment only as a concession to your hard hearts. But God made them male and female from the beginning of creation. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two, but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together." Later, when he was alone, his disciples in the house, they brought up the subject again. He told them, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries someone else, she commits adultery. Matthew 19.1 When Jesus had finished these sayings, he left Galilee and went down to the region of Judea, east of the Jordan River. Large crowds followed him there, and he healed their sick. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife just for any reason? Haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied. They record that from the beginning God made them male and female. And he said, This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Then why did Moses say in the law that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away? They asked. Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts. But it was not what God had originally intended. And I tell you this, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery, unless his wife has been unfaithful. Jesus' disciples then said to him, If this is the case, it is better not to marry. Not everyone can accept this statement, Jesus said. Only those whom God helps. Some are born as eunuchs. Some have been made in, into eunuchs by others. And some chose not to marry. For the sake of the kingdom of heaven, let anyone accept this who can. Mark 10:13. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus who so could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads and blessed them. Matthew 19, 13. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. Luke 18, 15 One day, some parents brought their little children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. Then Jesus called for the children and said to the disciples, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Mark ten seventeen. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. At this, the man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. This amazed them, but Jesus said again, Dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Then Peter began to speak up. We've given up everything to follow you, he said. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life, but many who are the greatest now will be the least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. Matthew nineteen sixteen. Someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher, what good deed must I do to inherit eternal life? Why ask about what is good? Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones? The man asked. And Jesus replied, you must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I obeyed all these commandments, the man replied, What else must I do? Jesus told him, If you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God everything is possible. Then Peter said to him, We've given up everything to follow you. What will we get? Jesus replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel, and everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be the least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. Luke 18:18 18, 18. Once a religious leader asked Jesus this question, "Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life?" "Why do you call me good?" Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, I have obeyed all these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, there is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the man heard this, he became very sad for he was very rich. When Jesus saw this, he said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard said, Then who in the world can be saved? He replied, What is impossible for people is possible with God. Peter said, We've left our homes to follow you. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come.
1: Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM or you could actually email us at podcast@worshipcenter.org. at You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's Whole Story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us and any way that you'd like, we'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.